This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't even get through it. Can't do well, it. I can't hear my voice. Oh, there it is. Hello. There we are. Hi. You're there. You're there. Go ahead. Who is it? Who is it we're talking? Yeah. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> My Solana McDaniel, first Q and student IQ press. That's right. Your your levels were up high enough, but um, your the yeah. microphone or the headphones. headphones were not up high. Enough. Oh, Everyone I just I feel like as soon as I started talking, I couldn't hear myself yeah. at all. And we- I wonder if uh, for other people, they just like at, you weren't there, but they were saying it in their head, so it was fine. Yeah. Because I feel like that's probably the thing. Like people, hear I feel it, like so. you think about this intro a lot. You've always got a lot of theories about it. Like, <laughs> it's, I, yeah, it's funny because I actually was busy daydreaming about how when you start talking, it's kind of like jumping into an ice cold pool. <laughs> My, uh... all right, I see the analogy. I get it. Well, especially it. because we do our little twenty seconds of silence before yeah. you start Metaphor, talking, yeah. and we don't hear the like cute little intro song, and right, so right. it's very like um, so abrupt. Yeah, but it wakes me up in like a good way. I also feel like for this, it's the it is the my favorite part of maybe all podcasts is like the intro, like how they present the intro and like mm-hmm. I really that's and then it. after that you're done and you're like I'm, all right, like, I'm turning yeah, that off whatever but that <laughs> first listen part, to this shit no really yeah there's a uh, w- one of the skateboarding podcasts uh, the guy always goes well we've got a really good like whatever he does his whole thing anyway so I'm all about the intros. And we we should a, try something different next time. We have time. a pretty good one. Oh, don't. don't no, move. you, Chris will do the same oh, thing, but oh, then me. you. Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. 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 All right, so we, this is officially the first podcast of the new year. Oh, yeah, right? it's official. Yeah. yeah. It's the 2022. Real deal, Welcome to 2022. Welcome to 2022. Doing, doing well so far. Had a first official uh, day of training under our belts now. So that's really good. Uh, and uh, we got a pretty good pretty good topic i feel like yeah this is from uh logan balls to bone heinrichs i believe um balls to bone. and he wanted to know about joining aikido associations should you do it should you not do it what are the pros and cons um, right if you if you have a school i assume yeah if you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have a school i think this is a good one uh and probably something i don't know okay so this is some this is something maybe right off right at the top to uh ask so at one point in time, I do feel like this was something that probably was very important. Uh, if you were, if you had a school, um, and you were kind of doing it, but I mean, does it matter? Like in, like, does it matter? Yeah, uh, probably not one bit. You know, I mean, because yeah. I sort of. That's feel... it. Answered. Done. All right, <laughs> we're mean... done with the podcast. <laughs> that, Hope you guys you. enjoyed <laughs> it. Let's thank our patrons, no, because... Maya. <laughs> so I can definitely see. I can see the, and we can walk through like what the benefits uh, could be, like whatever, uh, because essentially it's a pro- professional organization, the same way that like realtor or you know the bar, NFL, like, like whatever it is, right? Like, and and yeah, the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're, like, you're feeling spicy today, aren't yeah, you? I'm we knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> he said it before we came on. He said, "Once we talk about this be, stuff." Yeah. I'll get mad. Um, so so I understand that. But I also feel like uh, as someone who's starting out with a school, like 
and also as someone who's looking for uh looking to go to a school i i kind of don't think it matters because it's like you're going to go to the school that's near you probably so whether or not it's you know and and the way that you're going to look for the school you want is like the person who's in charge of it mm-hmm. uh probably before anything else so i don't know to me it just seems like not that that big of a of a deal well i mean and I, also aikido organizations to me do they even have the same clout that they they had at one point in time what i was gonna say is like i think you could maybe in one sense compare it to um like a, a chain of restaurants you know um like from a quality control standpoint like if you go to a uh, say denny's in uh any uh, like city you can kind of get a sense of probably what you're gonna get not that the shit doesn't vary but like i was gonna say because because we are denny's connoisseurs i um, have my denny's and there are a lot of denny's that i would stack up there are many disney like it but this, but one, this is mine. one is mine <laughs> And it is better than the other. But go on. But I mean, I think I like you, you kind of have a sense of like the atmosphere you're going to get, the things that are going to be on the menu, and like I think that actually analogs quite nicely to uh, like Aikido organization. I mean, organ. I won't say Aikido organizations, but the idea or, of like, an organization. Right, so you, you're yeah. talking about not just necessarily a chain, but like a franchise where like it's easier to open a Subway than your own Bill's right. sandwich yes, shop. Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you, there's like. You kind of know, like, there's a syllabus that you use, right? Yeah. The menu mm-hmm. that you have right. is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. standard, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The decor, the, like, the aesthetic, the focus is, like, you know, kind of know, like, oh, if I do, you know, um, if I'm part of the key society, I know roughly what our dojo is going to be focused towards and what we're going to be doing. And anybody who comes to a key society school can get a sense of pretty quickly. Like, right. They don't even need to go there to kind of know what they're going to be looking at if they're familiar with the franchise, you know? Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, I think Um, that's right. And I think there is, like, there's some uh, validity to that, both from the perspective of someone going to a school and someone starting a school that might want to be under that umbrella. Um, I think that that's, there's real benefits there for for people in in the um, abstract. So, I don't know, right. but I don't know if that that actually tracks to what currently exists. So mm-hmm. right. So I was thinking about this, and the way that I think about it is, there's a couple of reasons that you would want to belong to an organization, right? Um, and and both of them are like you are using them, right? They yeah. have something that you need mm-hmm. because you're going to be paying them money. Oh yeah. For this, okay. Um, and so it's either going to be uh the prestige or or this is the thing that Maya's talking about, which is like. All of the stuff that comes along with being a member of the organization. So, you know, uh, the being listed on their websites and, and, and that kind of thing. And then the other is the, the sort of knowledge or the, the logistical help with things. So the syllabus and, and, and all of that. Testing criteria, kind of shit like that. Testing criteria. Now, the thing that comes into play, and you can probably talk about this, Chris, is... Even if you wanted to be a part of uh, one of these as you're starting school, you may not have a choice because it might be out of your price range. Because I know that was probably the case for us. Am I right or wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, to get 
you know, how what was the without getting into too many details, unless you want whatever. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, there's but. lots of ways this happens. Um, like for us, the problem was it, 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 there was a long chain of. I mean, so I I guess I've had opportunities to be part of a few different groups, but uh, the one that I I felt was the most allowed me to be the most autonomous and still give me connection to Hambu Dojo. Um, it's like there was nothing, you know. It's not like you know, pay ten grand up front or something. It was like. Oh, well, you really need to have this instructor come probably three or four times and build a relationship. And then then you need to have this instructor come and understand that my instructor was already from this organization. So why I needed to have these other instructors come. And and, you know, it's not like a I, the feeling I got from it wasn't a like, hey, we want to help you. Um, what could you afford or when could we come or, you know, it was like we charge this much and that's what it costs and you need to have us come three or four times. And, you know, for me starting out, it's like, I don't know if I have, you know, 15 people that want to come at 50 bucks a pop to mm -hmm. pay you, you know, like, right. and, and break even, you know, right. otherwise it's coming out of pocket and you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, so it seems like the, uh, the, agreement that you get into when you're joining an organization is that like you get clout that the clout that comes with the organization and you get uh the students that might be attracted by the name of the organization mm -hmm. that might come to you mm -hmm. and you get any like help in terms of like having ease of like adopting a syllabus and an mm -hmm. aesthetic and all that shit um and then they get that they get to tell you, hey, we're going to come by and you're going to have a seminar and you're going to charge th mm -hmm. this much. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. get to tell you, they get to dictate what you have to do for them. I mean, that's the, the handshake agreement that you're Plus, signing I mean, on to. You, you are also an advertisement for their organization. Right. Saying the more schools they have, the better they look. So, you know, that's also a big thing that they get. They get right. It, you know. And I can see the, 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 um, tastiness of that deal to someone who's like i really want to get my foot in the door in terms of i want to open a dojo and i'm a little like it's a big undertaking and i'm nervous as it is and so being under someone else's umbrella i can see how if if i was going to do that i could see how that sounds a little more like comforting mm -hmm. because it's like i'm going to be under the name of someone else and like i can you know get assistance and like maybe network through these people mm -hmm. that are in the organization and mm -hmm. you know talk to these instructors and have these cool instructors come and maybe that will attract people and so i can see how that is really like you could see that as beneficial and like if you have money to put up front especially from a business standpoint right it's that mm -hmm. you know make money to spend make money mm -hmm. spend money to make money uh-huh um you know, and I could see also, especially if you are, you come from, like, we, you know, you come from the organization. Like, you learned under someone who learned who was in this organization. Mm -hmm. You start your own. Then it sort of makes sense to continue on the sort of lineage. And it, and it might be easier to do um, because it's, you're just carrying it on, carrying it on. You don't have to, like, send out on your own. Because then it does become... Difficult sometimes because we know that Aikido is already a smallish group. So if now you're you're taking away um, a a core of that and saying, okay, well now I, I don't have the I can't really advertise to these people because I'm not part of their thing. I mean, you can, right? But I mean, yeah. it's easier if I'm part of the club, you know. So I could also see some people just pay if they had it and could they just do it because of what Maya's saying, like the networking opportunities, mm -hmm. just to be around it uh, so that 
you're sort of in in the community, so to speak. But this was my question about why it matters. And this is an American thing because I bet this is different in different parts of the world. Whether or not that community exists in the same way or even matters anymore. In the way that it did maybe in the 90s or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think our cart's kind of before a horse because there's a lot of things we got to kind of talk about here. So, like, one thing is, you know, when I'm talking, you know, with my kind of dis- distasteful tone about organizations, <laughs> I'm talking about larger Aikido organizations, and I'll circle back around to why I really don't care for them, and I think they're kind of uh, dying, and, and it's good. Um, and, and then, but then there's other things, you know, there's smaller organizations and and like these smaller groups kind of give the things that you guys are saying are the pluses, um, and in a better way. And so like what, what I mean by small organization is you have a teacher who's got a name and people know who they are and then you learn from them. And then when you open your school, you get support from them and you use your teacher's syllabus and you use your teacher's name and, yeah. you know, all that kind of like, stuff. Like a more organic network. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really natural, you know. And so maybe there's a kickback or whatever, right? So like, you know, your students each pay, you know, and this is old school. This goes way back. Um, uh, Yoshiba did this, right? So there's actually a lot of arguments between Sokaku Takeda and Yoshiba over this stuff. But, but like, you know, there could be kickbacks like, you know, every new student, you pay me five bucks for them or... Or, you know, all your students pay an annual $20 fee or, you know, something like this. So some kind of kickback. Right, to the main school. And the main school, basically what they do is... They, they come and do seminars for you and they come and, and supply supply you with their syllabus and they, they give you help running your business day to day and how to deal with student problems, yeah. right? And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's that's that very normal and natural and cool and, and that's good. But with the bigger organizations, the problem is they don't really give you much. I mean, so like as far as a syllabus goes, well, you could just look them all up online if you want. You could create your own. Um, you learned a syllabus. You could just duplicate the syllabus that you learned, right? So like th- that's right. that's not a thing. They mostly just want you to pay people to come and do seminars and they want you to uh, kick them back fees and all this stuff. And, and the truth is none of these big organizations – did any work other than financial work right. over the last yeah. 50 years. So it's like they they didn't develop it, right? So like if you belong to like a judo club or something, or you belong to a big organization that allows you access to all kinds of things, and and there's, there's good reason to belong to those big groups. They've done a lot of things other than financial stuff, and you can get support from them, like financial and other, other ways, right? So there's, there's things you can get out of that. But most of the large Aikido organizations, you're not – getting much out of that you're just giving a lot to it and and i honestly think they haven't done the work to do it because it's the bureaucracy of it's it. the bureaucracy it's like it kind know. of almost sounds like a pyramid scheme like what you're describing like and that's maybe really dramatic of me to say but it's like dramatic but not way off base. well i think <laughs> I mean, it's like uh it's like any it's like anything any corporation or anything that grows too big uh at a certain point as you get uh, further away from the uh, the the people who actually do the thing, you lose connection to the thing. And so, you know, obviously, if you have an organization that has ten schools, um, that's going to get more care and attention than an organization that has a hundred schools. And also, 
an organization that has uh, to pay a, a CEO or a C, you know, to that has positions that are not, you know, that has things that they have to pay for and do that are unrelated to the actual thing at hand, right? The teaching of Aikido. So they, you know, um, when you get into those sort, it's the same thing with like if you're donating to nonprofits or whatever. And there's a lot of nonprofits who spend, uh, you know, a bunch, a lot of their money goes to like executive positions and stuff. And it's like, well, you don't, why? Why do you want to? Right. Do the, the, I wasn't donating the, so that right. the, the, the CEO the could money, get paid. Right. So right. that's another thing to think about is like right. look at the organization and see like okay, well, where's the money going? You know, if you're paying money into this, where's it going? What's their budget look like? Are they are they spending? You know, if they're spending money on advertising, you know, or whatever, is that is that coming back to you? Are they helping you? Uh, is are they? You know, if they're if you're paying them money. Where does that go? What how, does it really go to help you mm-hmm. do the thing that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Because professional organizations like this, they're good. Like you were saying, right. I think. Right. I mean, it would be nice, you know. For example, if there was a, a high end that paid semi professionals, right? And, and I mean, we could call them professionals, whatever you want to call them, but a group of people who are really pushing forward the art and. We pay them to train all the time, right? So, yeah. like, you see that kind of stuff in, like, highly successful martial arts. But Aikido doesn't have that. So, it's like there's not a group of people representing us. There's not, you know, they, they haven't done a, a good job of communicating with schools as to why we're still valid in today's martial arts community, right? And, and how do you know this? Well, because everyone thinks we're not valid. So, right. there's there's no group combating that, right? right. I mean, Aikido Journal's doing the most work with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, Aikido Journal's not an organization. Right. Not, you know it? what I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's it's just you're not seeing anything for all these groups to exist other than some some high ranking people at the top to go. You know, oh, we're the high ranking right. people now. At least not in the United States, like because I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's world, happening so. anywhere else, but I don't think it's any better. Um, uh, uh, so we could cut this back and say let's go back. Um, and this is why I think we're in the state. I mean, I, I've been forming this opinion for a while because I think this is just what happened. But like, you know, if we go back, say, 30 years, right, maybe a little more than 30 years, there were a whole lot of people running around teaching Aikido that didn't know Aikido very well. And like, so maybe they went to Japan for a summer or they went to, they lived in Japan for three years or um, uh, they they knew a next door neighbor who lived in, in Japan for 10 years and was a black belt or something, something like that. And so there's a crazy boom of people just going, uh, Aikido, I know a tiny bit of that. I can teach it. Well, not a boom. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, like it, what you're saying is not wrong, but if you put the word boom on it, cause I'm going to get to the boom part in a minute. Uh, but, okay. But so basically what happened was you had a bunch of people who didn't know what Aikido was and it's real mysterious and you can't get what Aikido is out of books, you know? And so if you look at pictures in books, there's all this mysterious shit happening. Why is that guy in midair, right? Like there's tons of pictures in old Aikido books and I don't think we can get it now because we've seen moving Aikido, but there's guys in midair. And so somehow someone put that guy in midair what the fuck happened, right? So it's all a big mystery. And so you got these people who don't really know that much about the art and people, other people want to know it. And so they want to provide for them. And I'm not saying there's anything sinister. It's just a lot of people who haven't really thought out Aikido are teaching Aikido. So it's useful to have 
a, a main line back to the main group in Japan who clearly must know what Aikido is. And so that way you can give black belt rank back to the main line, which is a, a certificate, literally, that says you know something about right, this. You can teach, right. And so that's what, like, when I was interested 15 years ago in, in belonging to a group, I was interested because I was worried about my students being able to get rank from Japan mm -hmm. because I was still from an older group of people who that was important. That was, right. that was important, right? Because there's just so many people kind of willy-nilly teaching it that if you don't have that rank, then how would you even know? Because there's just books of people floating in the air, right? Right, right. right. So that's what we have. Got well, it. see, now we have, like... The internet, there's tons of black belts in Aikido. So, like, that's not so, necessary. Right. So, this is the thing that I was going to, that kind of my point at the very beginning is that, like, look, if you want the, the way people go about finding out about things mm -hmm. and, and, and determining, you know, if they want to be involved in a school is different than it used to right. be. Right. That's absolutely right. And so, right. the organization doesn't matter as much because, look, I can go online and I can find out everything. If you want to come to our school and study, you can find out everything you need to know about Chris Hine and you can go deep, deep right. into the stuff that he's putting out. Now, maybe not everyone's doing that, but it is it, it's totally possible. It's totally possible. Right. And so people are going to get a much better view of what you can do, of what your students can do uh, that way than they would if you, you know, just had on your website, you know, uh, certified by blah, blah, blah. Right, right. That's right. That's right. I haven't, I don't even put that stuff anymore yeah, because right. it's, it's, I don't think it's useful. Um, so I, I think an important thing in, in like getting to that boom part of it, right, is so there was a time period like that. And I think that was a, a really honest time period where organizations were really useful um, because we're trying to find out what Aikido is, yeah. right? Well, then Steven Seagal pops in, okay? And there's a giant boom in Aikido, like a huge, huge boom. And, you know, if you're in the 1990s and you're doing martial arts, you know about Aikido and it's super cool and everyone wants to do some because it's badass and it's on TV and, you know, it's, it's awesome. So during that time, all the organizations got fat right. because the mindset was still of the previous mindset, which was, and it was, it was legitimate at that time. No one really knows about Aikido. So a lot of money's getting pumped into them. And during that time, they should have been bolstering what Aikido right, is right. and preparing for the time we have now. Right. And they weren't, they were just spending the money, doing their thing, trying to get more schools, making a better business plan. And that's what they're doing. Right. Trucking through Instead it like a business. working on the, the, the art, art itself. which which the truth is, it was never resolved. Right. It was never resolved. From what the old man said he could do, to what the students said the old man could do, to what the students said they could do, to what they were telling new students, that all never got sorted out. And and we know that for a fact because you can look at the 10,000 different explanations of what Aikido is. Right, right. I'm curious, and maybe this isn't the point in the conversation, but I've been thinking, what does... Someone who's high up in a current Aikido organization, what do you think, how would they justify being a member of their organization? Like if you came to them and said, why should I be in your organization? What am I getting from doing all these things? You get the legitimacy of belonging to that Aikido organization. I think that's the number the one prestige. thing, right? Yeah, got the, it. The prestige. The, the, the yeah. cloud. You get, work. You yeah, the get cloud. to say, yeah. I have a black belt from this Under, Right, exactly right. 
And I mean, the other day while I was moving my dusty ass certificate from one wall to another, I told Josh like, oh, this is the Japanese people at one point said that I know something about Aikido. Right, right. And that's a, a that's about how much it means to me now because it's like the no one knows what Aikido is. Right. And so the world's aware of that, guys. Like, so I don't – I just I, – I'm just like beside myself because – at a certain point, you get somewhere and you go, oh, this is this is what all of it is. This mm-hmm. is what all of it is. And it's not that you can't sew together all the things, but why weren't they sewing that together so they could have good, reasonable right, right, answers right, for right, the right, questions that right, are going to come right. up? It's sort of like, I feel like it's a little bit like, uh, like uh, grad school and different grad schools and Ivy League schools and all of this thing where it's like... Um, Look, they're all giving you the same information. Some of them are more prestigious than others. Some of them are giving you better information than others. Truthfully, you can probably get a lot of the stuff that you need at the community college before you even go to whatever. Um, People do it or not for various reasons, you know? And I feel like it's a little bit of the same thing here where it's like, um, you know... Now, all that being said, I think there is something to be said for, you know, if you are a, a, a school or someone working to start a school and you aren't in a place where you really feel all that comfortable, trying to find some support for yourself is a good idea. F- trying to find sure. like-minded people who understand, sure. like, that's a good idea and you should definitely do that. Um in however that that plays out and and maybe for you that does mean going to one of these bigger organizations um you know i think you just hit on the crux of the whole thing which is like the the good reason why you would join like why people think joining an organization is a good idea is that support but right making organization synonymous with support is a mistake because as chris is saying that well, now being a part of an organization doesn't necessarily mean you're getting really right. any support. So that's what I was going to say. Like you have to then ask yourself, like, am I getting, am I going to get that support from this organization versus, you know, um, finding someone else that's just another random school that I, and now that's really easy because you can converse with people across. I mean, we sure. converse with people all the time. If we wanted to start an organization tomorrow, we could figure out a way to do that. And, and make it happen that would be outside of anything else. So it's, you don't even necessarily need to, when we're talking about organizations, being a part of one or not, the, the, it should really be legacy organizations or the sort of, you know, the, the organizations that are the established organizations. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I would like can, to see like more co-ops. Um, and, and I say this, not, not kind of, I I just made this word up. I mean, well, the word co-op exists, but for Aikido, I don't know that it exists, but I wish there was more like kind of gosh gooey stuff. It's it's like a, it's like a, you have a big friendship meeting and different people from different groups and organizations and schools and different lines of thinking kind of get together and train together and like see what, um, what the other people are doing. I think that kind of thing would be good, but the problem is like, that's always ran from this real top end i i haven't yes. looked in top a, down yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. well yeah and, and i kind of mean too like so 
Um, I, I, I think it's changing now. I could be wrong because I haven't looked in a few years, but I did notice the prices were dropping. But, you know, at one point in time, you couldn't go to a freaking seminar for less than, I don't know, 50 bucks might be the minimum seminar you're going to go to, mm-hmm. you know, with anyone that would be interesting to go see. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, those go up really rapidly where you're going to like a, a three-day seminar and you're paying like 400 bucks or something. It's just like, that's astronomical. It's outrageous. And so it's like those big groups are held just so basically they kind of have star power of like, you know, 12 sixth dons or something. Right, right. And so it's like, oh yeah, come. And you really don't learn that much out of those, you know? But it would be nice if there were like these kind of like meetings and panels and people could talk about like, here's what I think about this, right. you know? Like, I mean, it would be nice if we could all get together and talk about what internal power is because people have all these different ideas about it and it, it's a real confusing thing for people. And so like, if Aikido as a whole, at least say maybe in, you know, northern Nebraska and western Illinois, you know, like, you know, if just like those kinds of groups could get together and go like, uh, pretty much everyone in this area agrees upon this. And then from there, we can work up to, you know, right. western United States right. or, you know what I'm saying? And like, like build it where it's like we have we have solidified answers, even if we have different styles. Right. We basically all agree on these kinds of things, you know, I think that would be that, cool. That sounds so bottom up, like the because the, you were saying like friendship seminars, like I've definitely seen those like I, those exist. But the friendship is friendships that already exist. Right. Like we're a bunch of people that are already friends friends right and, and all and of also the you have to get invited probably and you have to be part of the you know it's like they're not just anyone who wants to show up can't show up and do a thing right and, you know and i get i guess why you kind of do that but but i mean like i think it, it like you start to see like you said this pattern of like everyone is a sixth on and above and like i mean it, it's just i would imagine that like i don't know I mean, again, I haven't been to that many. Like, that it's just a lot of the same style of teaching repeatedly, right, you know? Right. So you're going to a bunch of different classes, but they're all, like, giving you basically the same And the, the bummer thing. is they're all saying they agree, but they don't know what they agree on. You know, like, this is, yeah. this is what I'm saying, that, like, you know, it's just you know, a whole bunch of these seminars by people who are like, oh, yeah, we all get along, but no one's talking about They're talking, and... like, next to each other, but not, like, to right, each other. Right, 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 right. And they're and... all showing you how to do Shomenuchi Ikkyo Motewa. <laughs> right. Well, if it's an advanced seminar, then it's Shionage. Yeah. Woo. Or some kind of... Bring the smoker we've, uh, in here. Uh, do, have we, we've talked about that, like, oh. my, my, my thought about seminars and why they shouldn't be mm-hmm. yeah you know that if you're going to an advanced an advanced seminar and they're showing you that like something something I, might be wrong i imagine and i don't know because i don't i don't go to any of these but i imagine you know there are kinds of like conferences and seminars where people get up and explain new research and new developments and new ideas and then other people debate those ideas and that's why it's good to go mm-hmm. to a conference. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what happens is people present their ideas and then people ask questions to them and they have panels and right. there's lots of discussion and people disagree. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, people disagree. Like, right. In real life, not just on the internet where right. they, they call each other trolls and weird emojis up here. And the idea of that happening at an Aikido seminar sounds wild. Well, like, I, I think, mean, because right. I, I just can't imagine it happening. Well, and I think that's the thing. Like, this this is why you would want to go to, and this is off topic, but whatever, uh, to an Aikido, or at least for me, like, I would want to go to a seminar so that I could study with someone 
who isn't doing what I'm doing. Right. Because yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I'm going to grow. Right. So if I like, if the the person doing the seminar is doing the same thing as me, then I should just stay and do class. Why am I spending this extra money? I I if I'm going and it's a six nine or whatever, I, I expect them to have some sort of knowledge, some sort of uh, way of looking that is different and beyond what I have done if I'm going to go. You know? I, I remember multiple times going to seminars where there would be, say, four main instructors. And each of those instructors has bought brought a body of students, right? So, you know, maybe each one of them has 10, 15 students from their school. And, you know, say they're all opening up with uh, right? So like a wrist grab, turn to the outside kind of Aikido thing that happens all the time. So um, everyone's opening up with that. And each instructor has a vastly different way to perform that technique. Mm -hmm. And you can immediately tell which students belong to which instructors. By how they do the technique. Because they yeah. do it exactly yeah. like the instructor just That's did. Hilarious. And I've gone to multiples of those and gone, I still don't know why they do their Right. Tino Hinko right. that way. Right. And I ask them and they say, well, that's the way the teacher does it. And maybe they give me some like rudimentary explanations. And then I ask the teacher and the teacher like kind of gives me some rudimentary explanations. It's like what you what I would like to see happen is you show why you do it that way and then talk about right. why you right. do it that way. And then I can go, maybe our school should do, should it, do it that, that way. way. Or like, uh, at least realize that like, oh, yeah, that is a moment where that the way they're doing that is applicable. Right, exactly right. Which Instead is, of going like, well, that's the incorrect way to do it. That took, exactly what you're saying right now, that took me, I don't know how many years to realize that like most instructors aren't teaching it wrong. Like, you know, like, you know, you got five different ways to do a shionage. There are not, there are not four wrong ones and one right one. There are four different reasons or five different reasons why you would do Shionage, but no one's talking about that. This teacher emphasizes it because they're short, and this te teacher emphasizes this because they're fast, and this teacher emphasizes this because they're strong. And like, if you have those advantages, or you have a uke who's my uke's always got real long arms, my uke always has short arms, my uke's stiff, my uke's real flexible, right? And these are reasons why you would do and develop different forms of Shionage, but no one's talking about it. So it's just like it just kind of gets lost, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and what really sucks with that is, like, then if you're getting only really one line of that information, then you're only getting the version for the short uke. That's right. You know? That's right. Or the version with the uke with the long arms, you know? And then it's like, well, yeah, but why? how come Shionage doesn't work so great on the uke with the short arms, you know? And then it's like you're missing that piece, and then maybe you go to a seminar, and maybe it clicks in, and maybe you make that connection yourself. But maybe you just go, huh, Interesting. Seems different. Okay, yep. cool. And you file that away and then never really kind of That's right. think about it. I feel like there's a, a lot of what happens in Aikido is uh, everything ends up being on the student to really piece through yes. it themselves. Yep. And it's it's unfortunate. Um, and it's the reason that, you know, we have people who have been doing it 40 years or whatever and don't like whatever. Because it's, it's on you. Yep. Well, if you're Chris Hine... Then maybe you'll you'll take it to the end and you know, but most people don't have that time or the patience, and so they get to a position where they feel comfortable, and then they just kind of stay there. Yeah, which is what happened. This is off. off and not that, and there's no, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's no, just not there all. should be people at the high level 
who are who knowing are always right, right who know right, why all this right, stuff is right. you know and they could all and talk are always and, pushing and exactly pushing. right and that would be an organization exactly that you would right. want to be a part of yes because they are um pushing the art right, forward right, right. which should be their job right i mean so i don't know this is like a weird example but um i went to a friend's birthday party in like third grade and it was a mystery birthday party and um they my their parents had like set up a cool like scavenger hunt mystery it was like a murder mystery thing and we're all all running around together and there's one girl that's like kind of sulking and doing her own thing and we were all like whatever and so we're all doing our thing and we finally figure out the end and she like her and one other girl tells us like well i had already found the end like i i found the thing like 30 minutes ago and we're all like why didn't you tell us and she was like you guys were all too busy like doing your own thing and running around and like you weren't listening to me and so i just sat off by myself and i really feel like this is how this is kind of the approach that our community kind of currently takes is like so there's a chris hein out there who's like digging through some shit and it's like whoa and nobody really kind of wants to listen or give a shit and like if we all actually worked together then we would get to the solution a lot sooner and and like figure shit out together a lot sooner and would all kind of move up at the same time right, right. i know that there's a whole bunch of aikido people out there who have figured shit out yes. and like me right. they're just like but uh, they're soul by themselves yeah and like maybe talking to their little group but like they get it's fucking because i mean chris and i have talked about this many times and i'm sure he's talked about this on the podcast that it's fucking exhausting trying to talk to people who shit in your face all the time and like don't want to listen and right. like who don't care don't care yeah. and think that you're being an upstart for being for being an asshole like just t- to be an asshole and like they they really you know don't want to give you the time of day and treat you like shit and it's it's sucky because it's like we could all be talking to each other and actually be going somewhere right, you know right and that would be an organization worth being in yeah, but it'd, it'd be awesome right. but at a certain point right as that happens enough then you purposely take yourself out of the equation and just go well i'm just gonna do my stuff over here right and, and i exist. might even not even call it aikido because right. whatever and if you want to join me over here you can but otherwise like whatever and that's that's that's, that's problematic i think you yeah know? Yeah, that, it doesn't that, get us anywhere. I mean, no, that's it. Just right, doesn't get us right. anywhere. And if you're an Aikido organization, you want to promote the art of Aikido, you should care about that. Right. And yeah. I think one of the things is, and we've talked about this before, it's like um, promoting the art, uh, like promoting the business of Aikido versus promoting the art of Aikido. And I think there was a, there. It seems like there's always a big push of like the the business of Aikido, like the 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 thing of it, but not the art. Because the art really can exist without... Sure, and it does. I mean, it still does. You know, you know and right. it's slowly it, it, dying like, and fading away, right. but... A lot of places where, like, you know, professional instructors, you know, you've been able to make a, 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 a living out of it, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people might just be in a club somewhere, and those are the people that actually probably need an organization... Right. A lot more than anyone else because maybe they don't – maybe your town doesn't have an instructor. Right. But right. you could get together enough people to, um, you know, get one person who has some rank who could then like whatever. But if the organization you're a part of – Isn't really isn't helping really you at helping all. helping you, then what's the point of it? You, right. You're yeah. back to where you were to begin with, so. Yeah. 
I don't know what the answer. I mean, the answer. We just is need not to like, break down all the organizations and <laughs> rebuild them from scratch. I mean, I think grassroots organizations are great. You know, like like I said, you know, the model of like you know you want to make your own school and you and your teacher get along, and and that's great. And I think that's where they all started from, and that's cool. But the the problem is we we as a community, the, all the people that call themselves Aikido schools, we we don't really agree about much. Yeah. And so it's it's really bizarrely poetic that in the martial art of accord we we none of us agree with each other and it's always been that way you know if you read old books you see tons and tons of things written that are snide comments you know of from one school to another school like well you know uh it is true that this teacher x is uh magnificent and and trained with the founder for this many years but some of the insights that i have are actually uh, much more significant and the founder told me so and you know it's just like oh jesus christ um, so it's like, we just don't get along and it, it's a bummer, you yeah. know, it's a bummer. It feels very like, um, maybe the, I don't know, not passive aggressive, but just like, um, quietly like, uh, hateful or something right. like rather than like disagreeing outright and like in front of everyone being like, mm, we disagree on this and you know, we're going to hash it out and like have, you know, it's very much more like we're all friends but secretly, we really dislike each other because we don't have any agreement on the basis of what we're doing, and we think each other is stupid. But we're not going to say that because right, that would be right. oh, offensive. There's tons, and, of, that. There's tons you know. of that. I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone to seminars and some instructors ask me, you know, oh, who's your instructor? And then I tell them, that, oh, that's why you do that that way. <laughs> and and it's just this underhanded kind of dirty kind right, of thing, right, right. you know, like. Um, it, and, and there's ways, there's ways you could approach that really nicely. Like, what do you think the advantages of doing that are? Right. You, I, and you that's know, where you, yeah, that's, tell me, tell me more about that. That's the learning, sure. yeah. the learning part right. of it. Right, right, right. If you really cared other than just being like, oh, you do that because your instructor did that. Well. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, uh. God, yeah, that's a really And I mean, terrible... also, I've had people correct my form, and and then uh, uh, I ask, like, I was like, oh, what's the advantage of doing it this way? And they, they're upset with me, you know? And it's, it's like, I'm not, I didn't tell you it's stupid. I'm going to do it the right, way you right, want to do right, it. Right. I just want to know. I'm here to learn, so and, I want to know what the advantage of and that I, is. And I bet the reason for that is because they probably come up against people who don't who are against change and so they don't want right it. so they right, see something right, new right. and they're like well that's not how i do it right and it's like well right but you're at a seminar and we've talked about this before like if you're at a seminar do it the way the person at the seminar is telling you to do it right learn from that now how deep you want to get into it like you're saying do you want to ask the question maybe you do maybe you don't that's up to you uh the instructor should have the ability to answer the question gladly because they're the you know, instructor right, right that's what they're there for they're not just and it should be they're not just there to to teach you the dance routine or whatever right you know here's the choreography right folks. here's the core i mean right i mean six seven and, eight and really if that's <laughs> what they're doing and they can't answer the question of why then then all they are doing is teaching you the choreography right, that's right. i mean i do kind of think that there are some instruction instructors who like they want to do seminars because they want like props for being this high muckety muck. Oh, absolutely. Good, good instructor, you know? And if you were to say, hey, why? Then you would be like, oh, what a uh, insolent student, you know? And it's like, 
they 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 just want people to go oh sensei you know like Mm -hmm. they they that's what they're looking for in a seminar and it's like uh, is is that teaching to play devil's advocate and chris knows this a lot of people who like to ask really stupid questions also (laughs) (laughs) so i could also understand where you would be like "Eh, this is uh, i just don't want to answer this because it's not even a it's not even the right question you know yeah i mean then i mean i feel like if that's the case then like don't teach seminars like if you want if you don't want to deal with random people asking random questions then why are you teaching because that's fucking sure, teaching I mean, right. like I mean, you know yes. I, my approach when i'm teaching is always to wear them out with information <laughs> you know like right, if you're right, gonna right, ask right. me a question i'm gonna give you the fullest and most complete answer i can possibly give you and if you if you still don't know the answer after that i will explain it in a different way to you right yeah you're a rare one though yeah but, but that's what is needed well, I, I, to move beyond, sure, right, you know? Right. I, I have no, I mean, I totally agree, yeah. Um, and even if it's, you know, even if you don't have all of the answers, if you have the answers for yourself, that's all that, that's all you need. Yes. And you should be able to lay those, those out all the way through. I mean, I think, you know, so Josh, you were saying earlier that like the, the, um, the responsibility is put on the student to put shit together and it's not on the teachers. And I, I feel like there's like this like line of elitism that, that runs through everything. And that's part of it is like, well, if you can't figure it out on your own just by watching me do it three times, then you're not the kind of student I'm looking for. I'm looking for a dedicated student. And like the organizations have this sort of like the, the you know, having the big lineup of, uh, you know, six it's dons like and above. Church. Yeah, it's like, like it's like there's like a little I mean, piece. it really is like yeah. church. I mean, that that is the thing about church. They go, uh, they, I had some Mormon missionaries one time, and they came and they tried to like, you know, do the, and uh, they came back and, you know, I looked through the thing and wasn't interested. Well, you know, you just need to pray more. Like, you just need to, it was like you... I hadn't done the thing correctly. Right, to if you did able, it right, then you'd now be a Mormon. Yes. That was sort of the thing. Not, we haven't explained it to you right. That was the feeling. And so I feel it's like the same kind of thing. And and also the same kind of thing is like when the church gets too big, that's when you start getting all the weirdness. You know, all of the weirdness. The dudes flying in the golden jets and all that kind of stuff. Right? Like, Like, I mean, that's, that's, that, because the church is too big. The church has lost its, the, the heart the central it's heart or whatever and i right. think maybe some organ some of these organizations that same sort of thing happened you know and you kind of laid out the timeline of it crit but like they got too big too fast yeah yeah because they could and like i mean no no fault to them i guess that's just kind of how the thing is and like they didn't have to do any of the work for it and everything was just kind of handed 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 they got so. used to everyone wanting them you know. And then now, right. when you go, what am I getting out of this interaction by signing up with your organization? They're like, um, the clout, of course, right. the, you know, the prestige. Why would you not want this prestige? You know, right. and now people are going, well, what, well, what actually is everyone the talks shit on that prestige. So what's it good <laughs> right. for? Right. What's, um, yeah. And the, especially the, and if it becomes yeah. a thing where it's, you know, for, for people who are starting out, it, it, it's not financially feasible. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. It's like if I'm just starting out and and the organization should want the art to grow, so they should want new schools, good schools, uh, 
all the, the time. So if there's a school that's good, the organization should be reaching out to them and being like, hey, be a part of, come in. You know, I see that your your talent help us help each other. Right. 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 But that and would be so, if it was bottom up. But it's definitely top well, down I right mean, now. I think that's you know. Just, that that might be the problem of all yeah. of these things is that's just you know yeah that's a bad or i personally think a bad organizational structure across the board for any or you know yeah um it's much better to have it sort of ground up but i mean i think if you can't fight organizations that are bottom up then i bet that there's it's probably a better deal yeah, for I you bet it's totally you know deal. and i can see belonging to an organization like that you know but but you wouldn't even be taking my advice on that because it's like your teacher would have a really good deal going and you would go oh yeah I'm, right, i right. want to ally with you that right. sounds great right does this um exist in other like martial arts organizations yeah i mean like so i know that like you know like in other martial arts, there are like school, you know, the Gracies have a bazillion sure, schools. Sure, sure, Krav Maga has their, like, sure. whatever, you know. Um, so, like, does this, do these, I mean, these this isn't necessarily unique to Aikido. You mean these problems or? Both. The, or, yeah, yeah, both. I mean, I mean, yeah, probably the problems exist in lots of other things. I mean, like, you know, so if you look at something like Kendo, I mean, Kendo's a giant awesome organization that's like you know you go into a kendo school you're going to do the same exercises in all the kendo schools Mm -hmm. you know like you're going to have a really similar quality of people i mean it might be different like scotland versus like you know um uk well probably not that different Uh, but scotland (laughs) versus like you know um, australia uh, yeah Yeah, australia versus like the u.s versus you know like those might be differences but they're still really all going to have the same practices you could walk into another school and it would be identical and the high-ranking grading all comes from the same organization, so the caliber of the people is all basically the same, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you get into really, really high ranks. So, so it's an organization like that's really useful because it's like you're not doing kendo if you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like that is kendo. Like the monolith, like the whole thing is kendo. Right. Like the organization is kendo. It's all one thing. And it sounds like too having the like the competition probably helps a lot because you constantly have all these different um you know little pieces of the organization competing against each other and and you're it's like it's constantly getting smoothed out across the board because you're having people have have interaction you have to have an organization because you have to have someone to organize the damn competition to set the The rules rules and set the bar like whatever and if you don't then it's then it's like well who cares about your competition because right right we right. know that the great players are all in this league or whatever. right exactly right. right and i mean that's yeah, what you're seeing to too like in ground grappling right now you know which is i mean it's gotten out of the hands of the gracies i mean i'm not saying that they don't have a big play in it but but you know it's like the all the tournaments that are going on all the time every weekend across the world those little tournaments are people informing each other mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't work right. you know and so like that's homogenizing and like sorting the the way from the chaff you know as you go like that's what you need and aikido has nothing like that Mm -hmm. you know so um there's not a a rigid set of rules there's not a a a a unified philosophy that explains things down there is not um a community of people who get together and question and challenge each other ideas there are not tournaments there so it's just there's there's none of that kind of stuff you know and i mean there might be like so I don't know enough about uh, Shotokan Aikido, Tomiki style Aikido, um, because uh, 
uh, they, they might have a much more unified thing. But mm-hmm. but it's funny because I feel like the group's really insular, and it could just be this area. But I have met, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 Tamiki practitioners in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's weird because I've met, you know, hundreds of other kinds of right, practitioners, right. you know. Hmm. Well, so the answer, the short answer is... Um, should you be a member of an organization as it stands like if it didn't if it existed in a vacuum probably organization good idea if you're starting out if you've got a good reason and you know what your reason is right then yeah uh but in the world as it exists of aikido probably not something definitely not something you need it's not a necessity for you to continue with your school your your if you think you got your school handled and you're not really worried about it and um uh you think there's some some something you're missing out on by joining an organization you're probably not you're probably not missing out on something now if you want to give uh a thousand dollars (laughs) to our organization here on the podcast send that money to josh t <laughs> we'll, uh, i will rank you whatever you need what do you need josh joshua t certified yeah that's right josh t certified yeah that just me good. just the me. seal of approval certify, you know his you. his middle name's eric so it's jet certified, jet certified. that's hot boom jet certified. now everyone knows his middle name yep. uh, yeah, they're I gonna impersonate power of my you identity josh can go home he's got blinking weird and he's like, someone put the mojo on That's, once yeah, they know his yeah. full name writing it on a piece of paper cutting it up putting it in water shaking it up drinking it burning see? it you, you see know? how that happens yeah yep. he just gave the entire process yeah. to people. <laughs> i know not only now did you, you give really them want to do something. his middle name now they know <laughs> boy, how boy 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 threw you under the bus josh i'm yeah. sorry it's, it's fine <laughs> next time you see josh he's gonna be a whole different person yeah 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 uh all right well what, what's our time like? Did we get through this one today? Oh, yeah, 53 minutes. We got through it. We, we went right through it. At 30 minutes, I was a little worried, but uh, we, we trucked through that yeah, last... Uh... That always happens. So that, that was a good... Where there's like a lull, and then we go, yeah. oh That was a good... I feel like that was a good question. Yeah, yeah, um, it is a good question. Because it is definitely something I think, especially if you have a... a you're starting school, you have a school. Um, I know it was something that, you know, you kind of like struggled with whatever for a while um it wasn't much of a struggle because it was like you weren't going to be able to afford it anyway so (laughs) you know that's how most things in my life go well can i build it then oh well i'll try building it it was like well i'd like even if i wanted to do this uh i'm not going to be able to afford it so anyway all right let's go ahead and thank our patrons thanks including what uh logan balls to bone heinrichs Yes, thank you so much to Spain Abney, Logan Balls to Bones Heinrichs, Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Comouth, Jeremy More Cookie Than Monster, Hiker, (laughs) (laughs) New Year, New Me, Now Who's a Naughty Boy, Uh, Brad V, Yero Madrona, The Doctor Guy from Mega Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns on the 12th. Day of IQ, my sensei gave to me. Twelve patrons paying, eleven shares sharing, ten legs is sweeping, nine. Okay, we've got to make the rest up. 
Uh, Dave, looking forward to 22, Dewberry. Sension Center, Barrett Lippi, Sam Sulian, Ocon Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Friends Sometimes I Pay Attention, Martinson, Yuli Simku, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Happy New Year, and Lenny Acuna. Happy New Year. Thanks, happy thanks New Grant Templin. Thank you. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us through another year. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did it. Um, they so, did it. We all did it. Hopefully twenty two is a good one. Hopefully twenty two. Got a feeling twenty two is going to be a good one. Yeah, I yeah I think so. Speaking of, uh, man, we're looking... with that mustache right now, you really look like uh, Vlad <laughs> Vlad the Impaler, man. So I the other day I'm walking in the dojo and Josh's got like this kind of long pointy <laughs> hat on and he's got his wild hair that he's got now and he's got this kind of like handlebar ish but thin still mustache and uh, he looked like yeah. Dracula. I like it. Yeah. That's good. That's a that's my look now. What are you going to do? Dracula. Oh, also, I got my finger caught in Josh's hair today oh, as yeah. we were wrestling. Oh, man. And, and, and also, so did Ted. Ted had to stop. And like it was un- so stuck? Untangle well, his fingers I, from... Yes, yeah, you do techniques. So. That's your... <laughs> that is my... Your hair's a your menace. Hair grapples. <laughs> like Medusa. Um, <laughs> like a Medusa. Just like a Medusa. Oh, so what I was going to say, looking into 2022... Yeah. Uh, I will. Let's talk. Let's talk about talk up combat con already because it's happening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Again this year in Las Vegas, and we're gonna be there. We'll be doing a bunch of classes. So yeah. if I it, submitted three. I, I okay. don't. I don't know if they're approved yet, but. All right. Uh, and so if that if that seems like something you might be into, coming out to Vegas and doing some Aikido with us, let us know, and we we can make sure at least you get all the information you need. Tip of the week. Um, since it's a new year, write down your training goals for the year. Oh, yeah. That's I actually idea. found um, a... That is a good tip. Uh, something written in my notebook from a couple years back of like life goals. Mm-hmm. And one of them was to take my first Q test, which did end up happening. Okay. Well, no, I think it was to get my black belt, which still hasn't uh, happened. Yeah. But um, and uh, then there COVID. Were, I yeah. mean, there was a... Yeah. But um, but it, it was fun to see like a couple years later like what what I had written down. So um, so yeah, man. Uh, right. Put out your goals. Put out put out your goals into the universe, yeah. and hopefully uh, a pandemic won't sweep through and crush maybe. your dreams. Yeah. Let's keep it positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's think positive, guys. Let's think positive. <laughs> and on that note of being positive, we will be back. Keep it keep next it positive, week. but COVID negative. <laughs> That's right. I actually Jesus. no. Jesus. I, no. Someone who always gives me crap about old man jokes. That I saw was... someone post something similar on Twitter and it made it cracked me up. I was like, "That is great." They're like, "Keep it negative," and at first I was like, "What? That's what?" And then I realized, no, the test. That's very funny. It's very funny. It's, it's very funny. It's very topical. Very funny. We will be back. <laughs> <laughs>